0: Hallelujah. Welcome to this, uh, this final part of Can a Christian Live Without Getting Sick? Today we will definitely finish as uh, I've been recording back to back these for you. Um, tomorrow my plan is, you know, um, uh, you know, to hopefully continue with this. I might have to wait a couple of days before I can record the next ones as I have a lot to do. But these at least will keep uh, keeping posted for a couple of days as we have record three back to back. And that at least gives us three days to post. Hallelujah. I ended off yesterday with uh, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Um, or the previous video, you know, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, uh, which is very important, very vital for your life. Uh, Then, like as I explained, you know, when when we are filled with the Spirit, then we can, you know, by the Spirit, as He reveals to us the thoughts and the ways of God, we can think and live like God, essentially, like Jesus. Jesus was not, uh, uh, you know, just a... Yes, He's our Savior. He's Lord of Lords. But when He came to earth, He modeled to us how a Christian should live. Jesus Christ's life is not the exception. It's the standard. That's the standard that we should live in. The standard of faith. The standard of power. You know, um, all these things. Uh, if you have more questions about that, feel free to ask. If there's necessary, I will do a more in-depth te- teaching about the likeness of Christ, about the image of God in our lives at a later stage. If, um, that's, some, if that's something that any of you need teaching on, I'm willing to do that. You know, it's, uh, it's a very powerful subject. You know, when people start to realize, you know, what it means to be like Christ and the power of it. Let me take a sip of water. Before we get in. If you want, our first scripture today is the first John, uh, first John 4 verse 17. You can open there if you want to read with me. Hallelujah. 1 John 4 verse 17. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as He is, so are we in this world. Hallelujah. That's a powerful, powerful scripture. Right. I have some points here, but I want to give you one more scripture before we go to the points. Ephesians 2 verse 6. And raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Right. So the Bible says, because as he is, so are we in this world. Now, many times I use the scripture, you know, pertaining to sin. Um, which, which it is, but obviously the Bible says that, you know, that basically sin is the root of sickness, the root of poverty, the root of, of death, and, uh, you know, that's why now, you know, we can overcome these things. I'm not saying, I'm not saying this weird doctrines. I know a couple of years ago it was, was rampant where people say, you know, by faith we can overcome death. That is not the truth. That is not biblical. The Bible says that it's appointed to every man to die once and after there is judgment. And even though we have eternal life, life as we know it will come to an end at one stage or another. The Bible says that those that have died in Christ will rise first and we will meet them. Those that are still alive in Christ when Jesus comes. We will meet them in the air as we go with Jesus. Right? So, uh... Um, some people will not die before Jesus comes back. That does not mean they will live eternal lives like some fictional stories on the markets nowadays. You know, you, you won't have eternal life in the sense of this life will not change. You know, even when Jesus comes, those that are still alive, and I believe it's very soon, might be in our generation. So I believe that we will see the coming of the Lord with our eyes. Hallelujah. You know, so so those that see that, their bodies will be perfected in an instant. Now, many people over the years have taken that perfected as a sense of, you know, in that time only will they be able to or set free from sin. That does not mean that. Jesus Lived the christian life on the earth he lived free from sin he lived free from sickness when he died he rose again in his perfected body so your body will be perfected in an instant and you mortality will put on immortality that is what it means that you will be perfected all right so either way um sickness has its roots in sin so now, as I said, I usually use the scripture in relation to sin, but it, it counts for sickness and poverty as well. The Bible says, because as he is, so are we in this world. So not so are we one day when we come to heaven. Not so are we in 10 years from now. It says, uh, uh, uh Because as He is, so are we, so are we, so are we in this world. That means it's present tense. So are we. Right now, we are like Him. Again, the five steps of faith applies to this. You hear it. You need to believe it. uh, You need to confess it. And then you need to act it out and receive it. Right? That's, that's how it works. That's how it works. If you're struggling with sin, struggling with sickness, work on these scriptures, confess these scriptures, you know, and, and then you will, you, will, you, will, you will see it in your life. I have not been sick for a very long time in my life. Um, you know, I have had no flu. On school, I used to have flu like every second week almost. You know, I used to be, <laughs> I wouldn't say a sickly child. I'll get to another point right now. <laughs> but, you know, I used to get sick a lot right, until one day I had a revelation of that, and I haven't been sick in a very long time, and I will not get sick, you know, I I won't have any other sickness, or this, or that, or that, you know, um, uh, recently I had food poisoning, you know, uh, that's a bit of a difference, uh, different thing, but still my faith helped me out, you know, I didn't go to the doctor, I didn't go to the hospital, you know, I was in another country, Uh, and I just confessed the scripture, you know, I kept confessing that by faith, you know, by His stripes, I was healed. And guess what? The next morning, I was better. I was still weak because I had lost a lot of bodily fluids. You know, um, <laughs> that might be a bit too much information for you. I'm sorry about that. But anyway, you know, I, I, that next day, you know, I started eating. I started drinking stuff and what. And I was fine. I was perfectly fine. You know, and that's the power of God. Right? So we are like Christ is. So are we in this world. And where is he? He is seated in heavenly places. Right? So now think of Jesus in in heaven. Can you imagine, imagine, even on this earth, Jesus cancelling his trip because he had a sore throat? Can you imagine that? You cannot. Can you imagine Jesus having flu? Can you imagine Jesus having cancer? Can you imagine Jesus having corona? Can you imagine Jesus having depression, TB, a hernia? Can you imagine Jesus committing sin? Can you imagine Jesus sitting there and not know where he's going to pay for his next meal? No. As he is, so are we. None of these things are the will of God. Right? No sickness. No sickness is the will of God. Um, I want to say the Sickness has life. Think of a virus. A virus is not poison. You know, there's, there's difference. The Bible says, for example, you know, you shall drink poison and it shall not harm you. But there's a difference between a poison and a, a, and a virus. A poison is a substance that your body does not know how to metabolite. So it cannot digest it. And it affects your body. You know, in some places, you know, it, 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 it affects your organs and your organs start shutting down. That's what a poison is. Now, a virus on the other hand, is something completely different. A virus has life, you understand. So now a virus gets its life from someone or something. Now, if sickness is not the will of God, that virus, the life of that virus, does not spring from God. Understand that. You know, that virus does not have, the life in that virus does not originate from God. So note that sickness has life and that life is not found in God. Now, I want to tell you this is a scripture. I don't have the exact reference for you now. Um, uh, It's somewhere in Corinthians, if I'm not mistaken. I can look it up, but I I also, I want you to look it up yourself. Light and darkness cannot exist in the same body. Light and darkness does not have any fellowship, right? So you cannot in life have two sources of life in your body right if one life is demonic and the other life is 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 heavenly they cannot coexist one will take precedence in your life and that is indeterminate or determined by your faith and your you you know um yeah it's determined by your faith now think of john g lake right in, in, in the time when the bubonic plague was in South Africa, you know, they tested him. They, 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 they basically, they wanted to, they asked him, you know, what does he use to protect himself from the bubonic plague? And the, the doctors basically told him, you know, in, in, in Andre's translation or Andre's interpretation, they told him, you're crazy. You know, you need to do this. And he told them, you know, because of the power of God, when that virus touches my hand, it will die. Now, I challenge you to research this. So they put the virus on his hand under a microscope and guess what they saw? They saw the virus died. You see, that's the power of God in operation. The power of God is alive in you. Then no virus has any power in your body. No virus has any power in your life, right? I want to get back to the point I said I had food poisoning. Note the words. I didn't say I had a stomach virus. I said I had food poisoning poisoning so something in the food was off you know it, it, it had rotten and it caused poisoning right it's different to a virus it's different to something that is life now Personally, I did not have a scripture for prevention of that because the Bible says when you drink poison. Now, I guess in the same way, if I build my faith in that direction, you know, when you eat poison, it can still apply because it's ingesting any form of poison. God will protect you from that. But what I did have is at that moment, I was, I was, I was suffering because of it. And the Bible says that I was healed by stripes. So I had a scripture for recovery, even though I did not have the faith at that time. To stand against it and not have it affect me in any way. Again, right? So now we come, I want to, you know, in, in in Acts, there's a time when, when uh, Paul was stranded. You know, he had just gone through a terrible time and he starts a fire. And out of the fire, out of the wood, there's a snake that comes and the snake bites Paul on his hand. And Paul just shakes it off and he continues to live as normal. Now, I want to bring some points with that. You know, Paul did not have the scripture, firstly, because, you know, the majority of that scripture, I don't know if he had Mark at that time. Um, You know, I don't know. I doubt it. He might have because he knew Mark. Um, but he didn't have the Bible compiled as such. You know, the letters were uh, commonly widespread in the early church. You know, people had access to them. They could hear them read publicly. You know, they can read them and all these things. But it wasn't as convenient as today where everybody could have their own personal copy of the Bible, of the whole Bible, and everybody could have, you know, all the versions of the Bible on their phone. You know, it wasn't like that. So, So Paul, you know, didn't have the majority of the scriptures we have today because also a majority of the scriptures that that exist today from the new testament paul wrote so here paul is you know he gets bitten by a serpent he's not nervous he shakes the serpent off and he goes and sits down and enjoys his day right the bible says that some of the people that were with him started saying you know this man must be cursed. He just survived the shipwreck. And now, um, now a serpent bites him. The gods want, must want him dead. So as he sits, they see, you know, he just continues with his life. He's laughing. He's having a conversation. He's having a nice sticky druevors uh, or something, you know. He's having flace there, whatever he's doing. And nothing is happening to him. And then by the end, they start saying that, no, he must be a god because nothing has happened to him right so now now if paul was able to do that with all the scriptures just imagine if we today are just surrendered to the holy spirit we have all these other scriptures that we can learn that we can you know all these things man we 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 can live this paul jesus these people were not the exception they were not the exception jesus is the standard of christian living right uh i want to continue with my notes quickly as our time is running out again Jesus was the perfect representation of God's will, and He was always willing to heal. There's never one time that someone came to Jesus and told them, you know, they want healing, and Jesus said, sorry, um, you know, it's not yet your time to be healed. You need to suffer a bit longer. We will heal you a bit later. No, it was always willing. He was always willing to heal, and He was the perfect representation of God's will. That's how we can clearly determine that no sickness is the will of God, and it's never God's will to not heal someone and to not have someone walk in the health of God. Hallelujah. We see that even he even wanted to heal the Pharisees in luke five seventeen Now Luke five is where some of the people come, you know they break through the roof and they they lower their, their, their friend through the roof that Jesus will heal him now. In that that portion of scripture, Luke 5, 17, exactly, you know, Jesus, uh, the Bible says that the power of God was present to heal them the Pharisees and the the teachers of the law now these people were there to try and catch Jesus out and to persecute him and even for them the power of God was there to heal them but because their hearts had been closed and hard hearted they could not receive the healing of God for their lives as my pastor have said you know that makes it think that makes him think that they were sick because the power of God was there to heal him you know there's a uh, in the Bible it talks about the With a woman with the issue of blood. And in the Passion Translation, it renders it this way. It says, he felt the power that always surged around him, drawn through him to heal. So you see, the power of God is always available to heal you. It's, you know, if you will position yourself through faith in a place that you can receive it. Hallelujah. And then I wrote here, there is hope for you religious folk you people that persecute healing that persecute this you know uh, <laughs> i've been called many things the last couple of days where when i just laugh you know <laughs> it's really funny people say you know this is the highest level of stupidity when they share some of my posts well not like in the in the in the in the minority you know a lot of people you know are very very glad you know the statements that i made um, you know, by the Holy Spirit really encouraged them, you know, it lifted them up. We give glory to God, you know, that, that he, could, he could pick you up where you are in that place and give you courage, give you hope so that you can be the light. You know, um, so, so even those that have a problem with some of the biblical things I'm teaching, there's hope for you. God will heal you. His power is present to heal you. If you can just, you know, remove your hard heart and turn to Jesus you know, be open to the truth. Then you will see God do great things in your life. All right. So I want to uh, read here. It says, Jesus was always willing and able, and he still is. He's always willing to heal you. He's always able to heal you. Now, if Jesus carried your sicknesses already in, in accordance to 1 Peter 2.24, why would you want to carry it again? right? That's what I always tell me. You know, the sickness has no right in my body because Jesus carried it already. He paid the price for it already. By his stripes, I was healed. So it's passed. So that means that if I was healed already, my sickness has already been paid for. There's no right that sickness has in my body. There's no right that Satan has to attack my body because I have been redeemed from the curse of sin. Hallelujah. I have been redeemed from the curse of sickness. Hallelujah. Now, I wrote it, you know, I know some people like being sick because they want attention. You know, this, this might offend you, uh, but it's the truth. A lot of people like being sick Um because they want attention that's that's why i told you earlier that i was sick every second week when i was in school because i like the benefits of being sick you know i was i was not always born again i was not always serving the lord i was i was quite a, a difficult child when i was in school and in school days you know i would fake being sick so i could stay home all day and play video games you know or do something else, you know. But when I'm supposed to be in school, so that cultured an attitude in me that I liked being sick. Because when I was sick, you know, my I was I would be nurtured, you know. I would get food in bed. I would, you know, maybe get a snack when when uh, you know my parents come from home, come from work, or whatever. You know, there, there was nice benefits to being sick, and that gave me this like liking because of. The, the 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 attention that it comes with so that's something i had to overcome in my own life i needed to under, uh, determine you know do i want to be nurtured and be felt sorry for and uh, and uh, have this comfort of being sick or do i want to be healthy right to finish this off quickly if someone paid a debt why would you want to pay it again you can the creditor won't oppose it but if someone went now today and if you have financial debt and someone goes and say, look, I, I'll, I paid all your debt. You don't have to worry anymore. Just be free. And then in the next month, you send your payment to uh, whoever. You know, you send your payment to your credit card and your payment to, to checkers or your payment to wherever you have debt. You understand? <laughs> Why would you do that? Someone already paid your debt. Hallelujah. God bless you. This is an experience called